Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips and picks. I am your host, Professor Side. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode. It's set to cover select college basketball games scheduled to be played on Saturday, January 14th, 2023. Guess you're new here. Uh, first off, this is not my usual recording location. We're traveling this week, if you have noticed, but uh, we'll be back to the normal studio setup uh, for Monday's games. But if you are new here, make sure to check out the webpage on the banner. It's slash new for some explanations, goals, full recommendations on wager scaling, where to find additional picks. We're only covering the biggest and best games here, but there are a lot of good picks. For Saturday, I believe the model locked in around 30 or so plays of the 154 games. So check that out, where to find those extra picks. If you already know where to go to find them, that's great. But as always, remember there are no locks in gambling. Sideline purses its picks into two categories, plays and leans. Usually, I only make official picks from one sportsbook. Uh, BetSafe is having all sorts of issues today with updating numbers, pulling in numbers from different books, and it's not picking up a single line uh, from the sportsbook that we use normally. So uh, today's a little bit weirder, but it kind of is what it is. So um, traditionally, that's how it goes. And I talk about how the leans are, are where shopping around matters. That still holds true because the numbers in the sheet are still as reflective as possible as could be uh, from this one sports book. So the leans are still plays that we need a little bit better of a number on the plays are ones where I, I like that number and, or the odds attached to, well, and the odds attached to it. That's important to note as well. Again, we're only covering the biggest games here, but the results of the totality of all plays model plays these and the plays of the day from Patreon and TikTok can be found both in BetStamp and in the Google Sheet. Links in the show description. That Google Sheet also contains a full set of projections and picks on every single game. And for early access to that, see the Patreon links in the crawler below and the show description. That's where you can access that Discord chat. It's the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, along with general fun and talk about other sports. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. And lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Um, not as much to dive into today before we get to it. Just again, note a lot of games here on this Saturday slate and um, a lot of plays and a lot of the not as big games. I believe there's only uh, maybe one or two plays here that are model plays. A lot of the numbers are really close to it, and I'll talk about why I like it, even if the model doesn't, and or where I go from I kind of like it to I really like it, things like that. But again, a lot of the model picks involving smaller schools, so check those out. Don't want to talk about them because I don't have as much to say about them, and or it's less interesting because it's games you might bet on but not watch. So we're going to talk here about the games you should more be watching. But before we get to that, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball and MLB or college football content that this channel provides. I mentioned the Patreon, but check it out. If you haven't yet, lots of great benefits to be found over there. Above and beyond what we do here, $3 per month gets you the plays of the day every morning. For another 2 bucks a month, you can get that Discord chat access. And for $5 more a month, you get free ad-free shows delivered to you earlier than the general public and immediate access to every single pick. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash professor. For more details, but even if we're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. We'll get to it. All ends courtesy 
usually have bet online. Sign up link in the show description again tonight because of bet stamps issues. That's not the case. So um, accurate as of it's at some book. I've tried to pick where it's accurate at most books for the most part here uh, as of Friday evening. But again, a little bit of a weird one today. Going to start off early at you here, 11 a.m. Central Miami at NC State. NC State is a three-point favorite. The model says it should be NC State minus four. We've actually underestimated how good NC State's been and overestimated Miami. So, you know, laying four, there's me laying three, not a bad idea. The model wants to only lay two. So the model thinks that two is a better number. I think three is probably okay, but if I'm going to give you one pick on this one, I actually like the over a little bit more at 152 rather than laying the three. The sideline says the total should be more like 154. But the bottom line is that we kind of know what the pace is going to be in this game. It's going to be relatively fast. It's not going to be breakneck pace, but it's going to be pretty up there. And, you know, the only concern you might have is an early start time. But these offenses are just really good. And the only, you know, Miami's defense is not that good. NC State should have no problem scoring against them at home. And NC State's defense is, is decent, but Miami's offense is really good. So, I mean, these teams should score a lot of points. There's a little bit of that, again, that hesitancy for the early uh, tip time. But 151.5, 152.5, I, I think we're more likely in the mid-150s. And this one should be a really high scoring game. Just lots of really good possessions. And again, a relatively fast pace. So lane three, not a bad idea. The model wants to wait until it gets to two. Who knows if it'll get there, but if it gets to two, I'd for sure be laying that with the wolf pack. But otherwise, if it stays at three, I think over is probably a slightly better investment in that one. Also at 11 a.m. Central Kentucky at Tennessee. Tennessee is, uh, Air on this here. We've locked this in at Tennessee minus 11. There. Bottom line is Kentucky is a disaster at this point. Um, by all accounts, they're pretty archaic on offense. They're pretty easy to scout, pretty easy to see what's happening. Uh, when you've got a team like Tennessee that is so good, so good offensively and, and so amazing defensively, I think Tennessee is not going to have a hard time shutting Kentucky down. I don't think they're going to have a hard time scoring the games at Tennessee. This is just all volunteers here. And I know 11 is a big number. The model says 12.6. The model doesn't want to make a play on this until it's Tennessee minus 10. This feels like a game that Tennessee might win by 20. I just have no faith in Kentucky. And they obviously have a lot of talent, but I just don't think that they're going to have right of the ship here in these last couple days when it just hasn't been figured out this last month or so. And again, from what it sounds like, it sounds like it's, it's a systemic issue. It's not just, you know, a bad night here, a bad night there. It sounds like teams know how to game plan for them. And when you got a team like Tennessee and, and, and they're playing on the road, that doesn't bode well. So um, it's not good enough for model play, but I, I don't really think it matters to me. I'm very comfortable lying the 11 here, which is the angle that I'm going to take. Total 133 and a half. Sideline says 132.2. Total is really hard to get a feel for on this one because if it is a blowout like we think it is, does Tennessee just put put the brakes on? Kind of you know mercy rule this if they get up 20, you know, with eight minutes to go, or do they push hard? I, I don't really know. Um, I, I don't think it's like he's gonna score a lot. I think Tennessee, relatively speaking, will. So 133-ish seems about right. So it's not a total I think it's worth messing with. I just want to lay it with Tennessee. Also at 11 a.m. Central, three good games here. 
in the early time slot. West Virginia at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to grab the three-and-a-half with West Virginia. Uh, a couple thoughts on this one. First off, with the Big 12, so many of these teams talked about are just so good. It's part of the reason we took those points with TCU, and that was a pretty easy winner uh, with the points the other night. You just got a lot of good teams here, and if you get any number of reasonable amount of points, it's going to pay off more times than not. Not every single night, obviously, but more times than not it is, and this is one of those cases. I, I think Oklahoma might be the weakest team in the Big 12. They're not that far behind West Virginia, probably, um, and they are at home. So I think they should be favored, but I think three and a half is too much. It's really borderline if it's model play here at three, three and a half, four. It's kind of depending on which way you look and what the odds are is really important. So it's maybe a model play, maybe not. But, but Silence says Oklahoma minus 1.8. Again, I think they should be favored, but not by much. Money land on West Virginia, grabbing three, three and a half, though, I think makes a lot of sense. Again, a borderline model play here, but one that I think makes. Just too much just to pass up, given the fact that uh, the Big 12 is just such a crapshoot, unless you get the very top versus the very bottom. And this is kind of the bottom of the conference, even though these are two very good teams. Still kind of the bottom, relatively speaking. So, again, model says about two, getting three, three and a half. It's a pretty good investment. I'm going to grab the points for Virginia, and I think, look, money line might make sense as well. Totals were priced pretty well, though, at 137. Model says 137.1. 12 p.m. Central, one game in this time slot to talk about Wisconsin at Indiana. I'm going to lay the four with Indiana. It's a model play. Sideline says it should be Indiana minus 6.2. We have overestimated both of these teams as of late. That's partially due to the injuries, uh, partially due to they've just kind of not done it, even despite some of the injury concerns. I'm well aware, obviously, of Indiana's issues. We faded them last time out against Penn State, and that worked out pretty handily. But I think this is a little bit of an overreaction. I don't expect Walder back for Wisconsin uh, at this point, even if he is. I'm not sure how much it matters. They're still a decent team either way. Um, I just don't think they compare to this Indiana team at home. I think they can um, rally together, win this one. And laying a short number, I think, makes a lot of sense. Again, understanding how they played against Penn State. The model's looking at that, looking at who's playing and saying, still the better team uh, than Wisconsin and at home. Obviously, a full-strength Indiana team and a full-strength Wisconsin team, you probably make this more like Indiana, maybe minus seven, something like that, maybe minus eight. I think Indiana is losing a little bit more at this point than Wisconsin is. Um, but I still think Indiana should be a solid favorite. So laying four, I think, is just too good to pass up. I think this should be out in the five to six range in reality. So I think four, we're getting a little bit of a deal. So we'll lay the four with the Hoosiers there at home. With regards to total of note, we've really underestimated the number of points being scored in both these teams' games as these injuries that they've had of late. I've kind of gotten them into more higher-scoring games than the model has expected. Um, that said, the model still thinks his totals pressed really well at 135, says 135.1. Um, but knowing that the model's underestimated the totals, maybe you look over. I just don't think it's a comfortable play anytime Wisconsin's involved to go over a number that's even close to 140, given their style of basketball. Knowing that on the road, um, they're not really looking to get a track meet with Indiana. So not a total I would mess with. Um, and again, the model thinks it's pressed pretty well at 135. Just going to lay the four with the Hoosiers. 1 p.m. Central Providence at Creighton. Creighton's a, a five to seven point favorite, depending on where you look around. This is one of the, this is kind of the one asterisk I'm going to give you here. Um, it, the issues again, having with Betsy, I'm trying to figure, uh, figure that out. The numbers moved around a little bit here. Um, Sideline says 6.6 for Creighton. Five is a model play. Um, there are a couple of fives out there, at least as of right now. If it does get to five where you are shopping, that's a strong play. I still think Creighton's the right side, um, but I really like it a lot more at five. 
Um, and again, those are a few of those out there. Not a ton, though. If you're, if you're looking at six, six, I think, is still a pretty solid play. Six and a half to seven is about the highest I would go and not play it higher than seven. I think this one's interesting because uh, Providence, when you just look at the records, Providence 14 and three, Creighton nine and eight. Um, and yet Creighton, even though they're at home, is much more than a, you know, three, three and a half point favorite, which is what you'd give them for their home court advantage. Obviously, they have a pretty good one. Um, obviously, with the injury issues with Creighton uh, that plagued them earlier on, uh, you know, they looked great. They looked terrible. Now they look better again. But uh, Providence has looked pretty solid all season. I think the concern there would be the uh, schedule they've played. They might not um, actually be a 14-3 and three team um, other than playing a weaker schedule. Would be, I, I think what some people would say. Uh, Providence has also been a team for the last several years that's just constantly won close games. They've really overperformed all the metrics, and, and any form of algorithm would – fade them a lot of times in a lot of these situations and say they've been getting lucky and they keep getting lucky. And at some point when that keeps happening, you start thinking maybe there's just something the model isn't picking up on or none of these algorithms are picking up on and that it doesn't show up in the box score and, and that they just kind of have a knack to win close games. And a lot of you probably would subscribe to something like that. The issue with that is we haven't statistically been able to really confirm the existence of anything like that. So it's one of those, it's not to say it's not there. We just haven't, people have looked a lot and had a hard time finding it. So it's really an open question as to if a team like Providence, who's constantly won these close games, if they should be able to do that going forward, they keep kind of defying the logic that most teams succumb to most teams, nine out of 10 teams. When they have these situations where they look really good in close games or really bad in close games for a long stretch of time, kind of flip back and go back to being 50, 50 on and Providence hasn't, they've continued to play really well in tight ball games. So I really can't tell you. I really can't tell you. There's two schools of thought. I'm not going to say one's right or one's wrong. I think it's just it's hard to say. What I will point out here, Creighton's a very good team at Creighton. This one might not be close. Um, there's a decent chance of Creighton you know, can kind of control this game. And if Providence has an ability to win close games, um, again, this, this may not be one of them. So... That's part of the reason here. I think that laying it with Creighton makes sense. I think that I'd be a little bit more concerned um, in, in a situation where I'm laying, you know, three to four points against Providence because that tells me we are expecting a close game, um, and Providence has been able to win those. Maybe laying two points. I'm a little bit nervous, you know, because those close games they do really well. But this one may not be close. It may. They're still a good team, um, but Creighton's also a really good team and on the road. Um, I think there's a chance that Creighton can, can win this one handily. If I recall, and I may be off on this, but if I can recall last year with Providence, how good of a season they had when they lost, they tended to lose big. They tended to win the close ones. And when they lost, they lost big. And this might be one of those cases potentially. Um, so I'm going to lay it with Creighton. Again, five is a great number. Uh, six is still solid. Uh, six and a half, seven, I probably would just scale back a little bit because I don't like laying quite that many points. But if Creighton runs away with it, then it doesn't really matter what you lay. With regards to the total, Total is 145 and a half. Model says 143.1. I would be looking under in this one. Uh, the model's been pretty accurate with regards to the number of points in both these teams' games. Both teams are good offense. Both have a decent defense, too, and an average pace. We should have a slightly above average number of points, but 145 and a half, I think, is a little bit too much. I think under makes some sense. I'm not recommending it as an official play because I'm only going to give you one play for each game, and I like laying it with Creighton more. But the under, probably not a bad idea, especially if you can get a number that's even higher than 146. So on PM Central, Kansas State at TCU, the battle of purple in the Big 12. We're going to talk about four of the five Big 12 games because that's, uh, according to my uh, model, four of the top six most interesting games on Saturday. Um, TCU laying four here. 
against Kansas State at home. So I think this should be 4.6, and it's four um, at even money, or it's three and a half, um, depending on where you shop around. I can't even – I pulled this one in from – uh, from bet online, I can't even remember the number I locked in on Betstamp. To be honest, it's been such a weird setup with Betstamp today, trying to lock plays in for a transparency. But laying three and a half around even around normal odds or, or four even money, either one of the makes a lot of sense here. Uh, both these teams are really good. I've been really impressed with both these teams. I, I just think TCU is a better team. I really like what both teams are doing offensively. I think TCU's defense is still a little bit better than Kansas State's, and I think at home that's the difference that gets them the win. And I think it allows them to cover a relatively short number. I wouldn't want to lay, you know, more than five for sure. Uh, even four and a half, you start to lose a lot of the value. Really, again, you want it at three and a half. Three would be even better or at four, even money. Those are kind of the numbers you're eyeing. They're kind of the limits of the model plays. And it's kind of where I agree too, that I just don't want to lay too big of a number because it could be a tight game. But again, I like TCU to pull it out here. They both play about the same pace. So we kind of know what we're getting with that. Um, which I think is interesting. The model would indicate to play under as well. Under 148 is the, the model projection is 143.6. But given what I've seen from these teams and how much the totals have been underestimated, that I, w- I would not touch the under, not personally. 148 is too high for me to go over, uh, but I would not be touching the under in this game, knowing what I've seen watching a lot of Big 12 basketball, watching these two teams play. Um, under would not be a play of making. So I'm going to pass on the total and just stick to laying it again with three, three and a half, four, as long as you got good odds in the four with TCU. Last one here at this one o'clock central start time, UCF and Tulane. You got a pair of double digit win teams who have only nine losses combined with them in the American American. Maybe not as strong as it's been other years, but still a pretty strong conference. I uh, got a model play here on UCF plus three, a situation where I think um, the money line also might make a lot of sense. Sidelines is basically a coin toss game, pretty 50, 50 um, that UCF is the better team, but it's at Tulane. And so who the heck really knows? So anytime you can have a situation like that, give me three points or give me the plus of the money line all day, every day. It's worked pretty well for us on the plays of the day, um, on those money line plays, which we've really excelled at. And I, and I don't see any reason to stop the hair. We've still had a really good read on Tulane this year. We've been three and one backing and nine and four fading them. And that's five losses, but it's also 12 wins. So I don't see any reason to stop that. Um, we've actually uh, underestimated just how good UCF has been as of late. Um, so like I said, I, I think UCF got a really good chance to win this, um, and, or getting three points, great chance to cover that number. So also I like playing UCF here model would lean under as well. Model says 141.3 points and the total is actually 145. But the reason I'm not playing the under is we've underestimated how many points have been scored, um, in two lane games by a lot as of late UCF. Obviously, we've underestimated, but that's largely due to that last game, which against Memphis Winch went to, I don't know, two or three overtimes and had 200 some points in it um, well before it finished, it seems. So uh, kind of throwing that one out as an outlier. We've still underestimated Tulane. So um, I- I'm not touching the total uh, because of that. I-, I just don't think that I could believe the model when it says under just knowing how much it's missed on Tulane's defense, allowing points in conference play. And I think UCF will be able to score. And the biggest thing is UCF's defense is uh, I think good enough to slow down Tulane's offense, which is by far their best, um, their best thing. But I think UCF can't stop them here. And again, hang in there really good chance to win. If nothing else, really good chance to cover getting three points. 
Three p.m. Central, Iowa State and Kansas. Kansas is an eight and a half point favorite. I'm going to grab the eight and a half points with Iowa State. It's a model play. It's play of the day worthy. It's that strong. That's how I said it should be Kansas minus 5.6. We have faded Kansas a lot. Hasn't worked quite as well as of late, but we faded Kansas 12 times this year and gone seven and five doing it. And so that's still profitable right there. So it's not like we've really missed on Kansas. We have had some losses fading Kansas, but. In a 30-game college basketball season where the model's making a pick, whether it's a play or a lane on every single game, it's going to miss a lot, right? But 7-5 is still not bad fading Kansas. So I don't I don't see that and say the model's really missing on Kansas. And in fact, over the last month, it's only underestimated their performance by 2.4 points, which is rounding error, basically. It's underestimated how good Iowa State is by 10 points per game over the last month. So Iowa State started off season really strong. We backed them a lot. They were really profitable. And then um, hit a little bit of a, of a, you know, little fizzled a little bit there, playing really well again as of late. Uh, some of their, you know, they had the, the big Iowa loss, of course, and they just had a stretch in that middle where they they just weren't covering a, a couple of games, um, not winning as big as we thought, but but overall that feels like a blip in the radar because they started off so strong and they've been so strong of light. It's just been really good. If you just kind of rode the wave throughout the entirety of the season, they're 11 and five against the number. Um, thankfully we've won more than we've lost with them and we faded them. It hasn't gone well. I just think it's too many points here. Kansas, obviously a great team, probably the best team in the big 12, uh, obviously a fantastic home court advantage. Um, it's just that eight and a half is a lot of points against an Iowa State team um, that can be pesky, that can play good defense. It has a good enough defense to hang around in this game. Um, they're going to really try to slow the pace down. They're going to try to frustrate Kansas, do things that get them out of their game. I'm not saying they can win. I just do think they can hang around again. Model says Kansas wins on average by about 5.6 points, which means we cover eight and a half a lot. Again, it's a play of the day worthy and a very strong play, in my opinion, to grab these points with Iowa State. Total, it's 134. Model says 133.9. Nothing to tell you on the total other than I just wouldn't mess with it. Four people Central, Duke at Clemson. Um, Duke struggling of late. As of, <laughs> struggling as of late as well. Uh, Clemson playing really well as of late. I'm going to back Clemson. I'm going to lay the um, point. Sorry, a little bit of marriage. Just point and a half. Just laying one point uh, with Clemson. I think laying a point and a half is fine as well. Up to two, but laying one point even better. The model says 1.4, but again, laying one, one and a half, two. Uh, those are reasonable plays in my mind. Again, model just leans that direction. But just knowing what I've seen of these two teams and how well Clemson has played and how much Duke has struggled, Duke could easily figure it out at, at any point. Um, but I, I just don't think that Duke is that in current form is that much better than this Clemson team. And with what I've seen from Clemson, uh, I think they've just got a really good chance to, to win this game. And, and so I like laying a really short number with them. Um, Clemson, shockingly at this point of the season, well, one game ahead of Duke overall in the season, uh, Clemson at 14 and three and Duke at 13 and four, obviously they didn't consider strength of schedule, but you know, if at this point of the season, if you say Clemson had three losses and Duke had four coming in, I feel like that'd be a little bit surprising. It just shows you how well Clemson's played. Um, and Duke obviously playing a tough schedule, but, and a good team, you don't want to take anything away from them, but just hasn't been at that, tippity top level. I think we all kind of are aware of that. And that I think makes them susceptible to losing a game like this, that a, a traditionally strong Duke team would have a much better chance of going on the road and winning. I think Clemson wins. And at that point, I think uh, laying a point here is a great investment. Again, laying point and a half up to two. Also not bad as well. Wouldn't want to lay more than that. Should be a tight game, 
but I think Clemson can get it done. Total 142.5. Models is 139.3, but we have underestimated the number of points in both of these teams' game as of late. So I think it's probably a pretty well-priced total. And at 142.5, um, no real lean for me in either direction. 5 p.m. Central Arizona at Oregon. Arizona is a four-point road favorite. Sideline says Arizona minus 3.8, but I I just don't get it. And, and I could be completely wrong. And I told the Discord this. If I if I know anything about Dana Altman and, and what he's said at Oregon the last several years, it, it feels like every time you count this Oregon team out, they come back strong and surprise you. And they and they and they go on a run where they look really good for a stretch, and then they struggle, and you start you know you start counting them out, and they go back on a run again. I, I've seen that a lot, but you know they're nine and eight. Uh, a couple of days ago, they were nine and seven, which wasn't good, you know. And you thought that might have been the chance to do it against Arizona State, and that's what the people betting the money you know, thought as when I talked about the game on show, it was three and a half. And I said, I thought it was a decent line. Well, by the morning it was five and by five at five, it was a model play on Arizona state. We locked it in and we, we lost the total that we talked about on show, but we made money on grabbing the points with Arizona state, all that money that moved out back in Oregon. And, and I was like, I'm fading it. I, I just, I mean, they're, should be better. They're getting healthy. They're at home, etc. But I saw five was too many points. And I think I kind of indicated as much on the show. The model indicated as much. We got that that win, and, and and maybe that would have been the time for Oregon to get it together. And and they just got destroyed. And, and part of that was Arizona State just got hot. And Arizona State's played really well lately. I don't want to take anything away from them, but um, Arizona's pretty good, <laughs> right? Like, um, you know, maybe they have had some struggles at times and really struggled to put themselves in that top tier. They they have not done what we kind of have been waiting and thinking they could do, which is get up into that, you know, one seed, two seed line. They, they, they kind of flirt with it and they kind of struggle a little bit, but they're still a really good team. Um, probably still better than Arizona State. I don't think that's really breaking any news. So uh, you can't use the transitive property and say, yeah, Arizona's better than Arizona State. So that means Arizona's going to win my 30. But I don't know. I just, the, the only argument to backing Oregon here is, Dana Altman's figure stuff out. It's like, well, why didn't he figure it out against Arizona State? Maybe it happens here. I don't know. Maybe it'll look like a fool here. But the model says Arizona minus four. I'm looking at a line of Arizona minus four, and I'm just I'm happy to lay the four. I'm don't really care. Um, the model only wants to play it if it gets down to two. I don't. I am. I'd be shocked if it got down to two. But I don't care. I'd, I'm laying it with four. I'd lay five with Arizona. I just think they can go on the road and get it done. I just think they're the much better team. I just haven't seen it from Oregon yet, and I kind of want to make them prove it to me. And so, like I said, maybe I look like a fool here. Maybe Oregon wins this game outright. Uh, maybe some of the flaws that we've seen from Arizona really come through. It's, it's sports. It's gambling. These things are possible. But, my goodness, I just think Arizona's a lot better. And I'm just, like I said, I'm going to make Oregon prove it. If they prove it, I'm going to tip my cap to them and say, hey, maybe you figured it out, and then we'll see what happens the next game. But for now, I just haven't seen anything out of either one of these teams that even though the second game of – these Pac-12 road trips can be very difficult. Um, and and even though I know Oregon's getting healthier, I know it's a good home court edge for them, all those things, I and, and they got a coach that I trust, I just I haven't seen enough at this point from Oregon to tell me anything other than I get to lay a number this short with Arizona, sign me up. 
So again, maybe maybe that comes back to buy me, but I need Oregon to prove it first. I'm going to let the four with Arizona, and and I don't really have any reservations about it because uh, it just it just seems like the smart thing to do from everything I have seen. Uh, total on this was 152 and a half. Models was 152.6. Should be a lot of points. Arizona obviously plays insanely fast. Great offense. Should be a, a lot of fun uh, for that one. And again, I think Arizona can pull away in the second half um, and take care of business on the road. Also, 5 p.m. Central, Oklahoma State at Baylor. My Baylor Bears finally getting a conference win at West Virginia in a wild game that had, I don't know, 812 foul calls probably. Um, it's been an epidemic in the Big 12. You Maybe that's uh, just go over in every Big 12 game because uh, if, if you look into it, there are way more fouls in these Big 12 games. At some point, I, I hope at some point, Big 12 sits down with their officials and says, hey guys, <laughs> let's... If you if you need to call something early to try to set a tone, let's set the tone. But we can't just call everything. The games are slow and choppy and are taking forever. Um, I, I'm not even sure how much it's bias and as much just bad whistle happy refs. So I don't know. So maybe there's your PSA. Just look into some of the overs in the Big Twelve games because when you're getting that many points when the st- clock's not moving, right? Um, that helps. That's uh, why well, I'm not touching the total here. Uh, Oklahoma State's been. Uh, one of the few teams that has not been susceptible to the overtrend um, on the whole in the Big 12s, they've been more of an under team, but otherwise that's uh, not been very accurate. And Baylor's, as I mentioned last show, been playing just pretty fast with a lot of points. Um, don't know how that plays out when they play each other. And, you know, if I get, if I was going to do something, I would go, I would go over um, trusting Baylor's been playing, faster and the refs if they decide to get involved like they've been doing a lot in these conference games here in the big 12 uh, can get us over a number like 138 but again the model says 138.2 and again knowing just how much of an under team oklahoma state's been it's just a pass ring in the total so um maybe the other games be more um where the over would make a little bit more sense there um around the conference than oklahoma state just one of the teams that's that's a little scarier on but uh i, I like grabbing the seven points with oklahoma state i think seven is way too many uh, it's no different than what I said with TCU Texas, which is all these teams are really good. And uh, if you're giving me a touchdown with the road team, I'll take it. And maybe they get blown out, but it's going to work more than it's not. It's going to be profitable for us here. So give me seven points with with um, the Cowboys here in Waco. Um, Baylor, not w- one of the weaker home court edges uh, for sure in the Big 12. Model says 5.6. Baylor winning by five wouldn't surprise me at all. So seven just... Gives it uh, a little bit of an edge here, uh, getting this many points. I don't know if Oklahoma State can win. Again, they are um, probably one of the weaker teams in that same category with West Virginia and Oklahoma, um, but they are still strong enough to hang around. I haven't seen anything from Baylor that says they can put teams away. Maybe they can. Uh, They just haven't done it yet. And so just seven points in a Big 12 game. Unless it's like at Kansas and it's one of the weaker teams playing Kansas, uh, probably too many. Um, so give me the points there with the pokes. Some game central Bradley at Drake, one of the better night games here in the Missouri Valley, a 12 and six Bradley team and a 13 and five Drake team. This one should be a good contest here as Drake is a two point home favorite, but the model says it should be Bradley minus one. Um, getting the two points with Bradley. Um, pretty close to being a model play. It's right on the borderline. I, I like grabbing the two with Bradley um, or the money line. 
Bradley's been a team that the model has underestimated as of late. Drake, the model's been a little bit closer on, but we've backed Drake 13 times this season. Gone three and ten. And so knowing that performance and knowing the model then leans the other direction kind of gives me enough to make that lean a solid player. I think these two teams are pretty even with the exception of the fact that Bradley's defense, I think, is the real difference maker here. And that other than that, I think both offenses and Drake's defenses are a little bit above average. But Bradley's defense is actually pretty far above average. And I think what makes them in my mind, in the model's mind, who should be the favorite in this game. And so anytime you got the wrong team favored, uh, it let, let's roll with that. And so, again, taking the two points in case it's a close game or get, taking the you know plus 110 or showing the money line, I think, is a smart investment there. And that's going to take us to overtime. I've got one last game, also a late one, so it kind of fits with the theme of overtime. They let us down earlier in the week. We're going to go back to Portland State here, this time laying four in a 9 o'clock central tip against Northern Colorado. They didn't. They won last time, didn't cover, but I think you know that just makes them all the better play now and that people may then overreact and say be downgrading this Portland State team who I still think is pretty around average, pretty close to average. And this other Colorado team, I just don't, I don't think is. It doesn't make any sense to me why this number is at four. The model says it should be eight. And I have, I just have Portland State as a solidly better team at home. I think they can get the job done. We have backed Portland State a lot this year, still profitable on them, uh, if barely. But we've faded Northern Colorado 11 times and gone seven and four. That's pretty profitable. We've backed them five times. And if we hadn't backed them those five times, we'd have gone four and one. What that tells you is this team is five and 11 against the number in Northern Colorado. I don't think the numbers caught up. I mean, they're just not a very good team on the road. Portland state can get it done. Lang four is a fantastic edge. It's absolutely play of the day worthy. My overtime pick for you here. I love laying the four with Portland state. And the model would actually lay this up to seven and a half. I don't think it gets up there but if it is at five if it's up to six i think those are great numbers to lay. i think portland state runs away with this one in the second half and what should be a really fun game total on this one 157 of the model would actually lean over i'm not sure i would play over 157 that number is so high but there should be a lot of tempo decent offense and terrible defenses bottom line though is that portland state's a decent team at home and should be able to handle a well below average northern colorado team and that's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again to talk about Monday's games later on in the weekend, either late Sunday night or early Monday morning for you. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>